September 1st, 1969, 10-year-old Tom Warner experienced what he believes can only be identified as contact with extraterrestrials. While at a friend's house, Warner recalls hearing a voice compelling him to go home. After leaving out the door at a sprint, Tom's next memory is of being pinned bodily to the ground by a bright beam of light from the sky. The bright shaft of light was comprised of a variety of colors that, to this day, Tom says he cannot identify. That evening, dozens of witnesses reportedly saw strange lights moving through the skies above their small Massachusetts town. There were claims that the local radio station was inundated with calls regarding these mysterious illuminated objects. For one family, their experience on this night would be a much closer encounter with these otherworldly craft. This case file joined the theorists as they take a seat at one of the only parks dedicated to an off-world event in... The Berkshire UFO Event. Welcome to Kaylee Theorist Theorizing oh, Case what? File 242, the Berkshire UFO. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Wait, I, what did you say? What was the word well, you, you said? Kaylee's Theorizing. Well, you threw me off. You threw me off you because. Fuck, you shit the bed. Well, Don't put it on anybody uh, else. Well, I should have dropped the fucking I thought, ball. I thought Zell was just playing theme music because sometimes he plays the music beforehand. Oh, no. Because he usually goes, I'm muting you, idiot. He, he did. Like he did. Oh, did say he? That. Yes. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're screaming you hell in the bed, story. Buddy. You just didn't hear it. Ah. Uh, so, uh, so that's what happened there. And then, so when you came in, you like pointed. I was like, ooh, it's go time. And I was like, usually I have to ask Dan. And then I ask Andrew what number this is and what the name is and to say it for me. So it was a lot of pressure on me tonight to just get that out there. It was pretty difficult. Sounds like we really put you on the spot today, this week, especially. Yes. Um, (laughs) If you're listening to this case file, Pickle Baby has been flying off the shelves. Um, As of this case file, as you're listening to it, um, when does it come out? The 15th, I think. Um, You've got two weeks left and then Pickle Baby's off the shelves. You might not get another shot at it. Um, we have a rotating merch store. Go check it out. Aliantheorist.com. Uh, click on our merch page or you can go to crowdmade.com. Search Alien Theorist Theorizing. Uh, get your Pickle Baby merch. That's the new, the new start to the show. The Pickle Baby. <laughs> yeah. Sales pitch. Listen, we should just be the Pickle Baby podcast. Absolutely, we should. <laughs> Telling different Pickle uh, Baby stories. That's what the people want. All two of them. <laughs> the, the, pickle, the Pickle Baby's been sweeping the nation. Uh, it's going to be the new Furby, I think. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is hot toy. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude. We should message hey, buddy, you, you want to pickle me? You want that pickle me, tickle me, Elmo? You got Pickle Baby. It's the same thing. Yeah. What do you want? Tickle, huh? Pickle Baby. Yeah, you tickle the pickle, huh? You took the pickle. Right? pickle. <laughs> Number one good price, right. just for you. Uh, Brutal. This week, not just talking about pickle babies. 
No. <laughs> not just. Not just. Talking about pickleball. Not just. We are also reluctantly talking about <laughs> other stuff as well. Um, Berkshire UFO. Um, pretty famous case. Like they say one of the like biggest accounts of a like a UFO sighting, cooperated uh UFO sighting in the world. But it wasn't famous for a long time. It seemed to like come right. back throughout throughout the history. Cause if you go back, like I bet you if you're like in nineteen the nineteen late nineteen sixties, no the nation didn't hear about this. The world didn't hear about this story. Uh, yeah, this one is unique. Or unique it's because fucking it is... WSBS deleted those tapes. God damn it. Uh, this one's pretty special because it does have an official historic monument that goes along with it. Does um, it still? Well, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it had a historic monument. <laughs> We're well, going to build it has, up I'm and sorry, then cut I'm sorry. you down. It does have a memorial park now. So yeah, okay. it does have that. And there are a, uh, s- somewhere between. Bench. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, yeah, it's got <laughs> one bench. Used to have two. Yeah. Now it has one bench. Um, but it has anywhere between two or three plaques there. I think. Oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> two to three plaques. Uh, wow. But it is, but it is a uh, certified historical event uh, by the by the town's historian historical society. So it is marked by the we'll, town's we'll tourism to bureau. I mean, what? Sorry, <laughs> what did you say? Uh, so yes, we're talking about the Berkshire UFO ev- um, incident. And if you're not familiar, Do with things this, th- wait things don't exist in history unless they've been of, unless, some, unless they make money. Like, I'm saying it's like, fir- this is it's, this happened. <laughs> It's one. It's one of the. I do only, declare, this happened. It does have the claim to being one of the few, uh, when I guess it could be categorized as off-world events that have been certified by the historical society of the area in which it occurred. So they can make that claim. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, they were outvoted like six to two. <laughs> yeah, city council and th- three were away. Yeah. <laughs> So the specific event that we're talking about occurred in September 1st of 1969. And so somewhere between, depending on where you look at it, it is between dozens and up to about 40 people in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, reported claims of seeing a UFO. Now, the Berkshires is a region of rural highlands in western Massachusetts, and it pretty much has, it's just large swaths of wilderness, and it's actually a pretty popular tourist destination for hikers and people who want to go see the leaves change, I'm, I'm pretty and sure. Is, it, is like September 1st for you guys in the States, is that a long weekend usually as well, like the first like couple days of September? It's Labor Day. Yes. It's Labor yeah. Day. Labor Day. Not- I, I just, I wasn't sure if Labor Day, if they did labor in the States as well. <laughs> Or if that was just a Canadian thing. I'm pretty I, sure I this whole event is actually where the whole stigma, like you don't wear white after Labor Day comes from because everybody that got abducted was wearing white. So after that, they're like, fuck it. We can't wear white after this day. <laughs> yeah. Don't. No, yeah. Just don't. Now they, yeah, that checks out. This region <laughs> of the so. States though, New England, it's got to be the most unoriginal named place because it's just identical to a bunch of this all of England. It's just the same names just now on this side of the pond. They showed <laughs> yeah. up. They're like, we liked home. We're just going to call this the exact same name. Uh, those names are good enough. <laughs> They're like, good we'll enough. Just put the other ones over here. Let's just put these ones, the exact same ones. Hilarious. They should have add, added new to more things, like new Berkshire. This is true. Right? Fucked that up with that good. one. Did they, is that what they did with New Hampshire? New York, <laughs> new everything. New yeah. York? Is new it, England. Yeah. The whole area is called New England. Yeah. Makes just, sense. They took all like the fucking counties of England and just renamed them. Why didn't them. we do that after just put newer in front of it? 
Oh, that would have been bad. That would have been great. Yeah. The farther you go out west, the newer the towns are. <laughs> Newest. <Yeah>. Newest. <laughs> Newest England. <laughs> New West Bank. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this one concerns one Thomas Reed and his family. So, uh, well, they were- and they're just some of the accounts. Like, this is the, probably the, I would say, you know, the best account or the most popular account. This uh, this is the account that everything stems from. This is like, right. this is the first one that was popular. So there are people who and, witnessed some of the UFOs, like they witnessed seeing something strange, strange lights in the sky during the night of September first, nineteen sixty nine. And then there were some people that got vecnid <laughs> on the grass in the field. Mm. So you have Thomas Reed and his mother, Nancy, uh, uh, also his grandmother and his younger brother, Matthew, who were in their station wagon following an equestrian event. I guess they were, they were horse people <laughs> um, in a nearby resort. Quite town. right. So um, they were headed home and Nancy was driving and the grandma was in the passenger side with the younger brother, Matthew, and Thomas in the back seat. So they decided to take a shortcut home over what is known as the Sheffield Bridge, which is one of the, now it's a pretty much a, a documented landmark. At, at that time- Yeah, they you can still only took, walk over it now. Right. At that time, you could still take road traffic. So this is Sheffield Bridge is very much like the, the it's a covered bridge that you would imagine seeing, you know, picturing in Bridges of Madison Also County. stole the name <laughs> from UK. <laughs> yeah, also they, that is the bridge that if you cross it, the headless horseman can no longer cut your head, right? I think so. Maybe. <laughs> is it a pedestrian only now bridge because they they're worried about the weight of like, right. wrecking the bridge? Well, it's not oh, even the original bridge abducted. anymore. They can't recreate these <laughs> events. They shut her down after this. They don't want anybody else get abducted. Come on. They, well, my thought was, like, I was like, if the they're worried about that. the weight, I was like, man, everyone's car was four tons back then. Solid steel. <laughs> yeah, Death I think it's 7,000 pound boats. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not even the original bridge anymore. Uh, to my knowledge, it's like the original bridge burnt down in like 94, 95. And then they, the one that's up now, if you go, cause you can go there and visit it. Um, the one that's there now is a rebuilt replica of the bridge. (laughs) Just really tiny. (laughs) Uh, so the events that occurred around 8 30 PM that evening. Now, Thomas remembers that his grandmother became fixated on some sort of lights that seemed to appear at the left rear side of their vehicle. And so in an interview with ninenews.com Australia, uh, he made these remarks concerning the event. So this is what he remembers. So quote, there was light coming through the bottom boards of the bridge. So they like the sudden flash of these lights that seemed to be coming through the board. Blowing up, yeah. Right. And now the, as we left the bridge and came out the other side, we saw what looked like a self-contained sphere. Dan, I got to tell you, this just does not sound authentic at (laughs) all. Then my ma was driving wicked fast, right? Yeah. (laughs) It was a light. We said, Ma, pull the car over. Ma, let's go, Ma. <laughs> Bang a fucking Yui, Ma. It's wicked piss over here, Ma. Yes, I'm sure those 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 accents are accurate. That's exactly, that's not what he Ma, like. we're going to be late getting <laughs> to the garden. <laughs> Should we stop at the parlor? <laughs> Ma. Uh. So these, these white lights, uh, from what Thomas remembers, seem to be shooting out several thin directional laser-like poles is what he said, like these solid beams of light. 
from each side. Like a fucking of Pink Floyd other. concert, man. That'd be awesome. That Basically, dope. yeah. It's like from this floating orb of light, you have laser lights being shot out of it. Now, the light, he said, retracted into the sphere and then slowly moved around the line of trees going in the same direction they were, like past the bridge. And he says that his brother also happened to notice a second round sphere off to the right of the car that looked like it was actually sitting underwater. Oh, shit, they're getting surrounded. Fuck's sake. So you maybe have some sort of transmedium here now, like a, a light source under the water above it. Just happen to see these giant glowing fucking orbs in the middle of the night, eight thirty p.m. as they're driving in the dark. Then he said, at this point, things felt odd, like the atmosphere had changed, and he said it was. He compared it to almost being like being underwater as the car kind of slowed, and then he says he remembers or he recalls a kind of tapping sound like you can hear from being inside a pool. So when you go underwater in a pool, you know, sometimes dunk, you dunk, hear like dunk. the pop, the popping sounds. Uh, one, another description I heard of it, he said, he said kind of like if, if someone was underneath the car and was like knocking a rock into the wheel well, like don't, 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 like you could hear it from underneath the vehicle. And now so Nancy... Uh, Nancy apparently <laughs> Nancy apparently tried to accelerate tried to escape what was happening or get Ma, away drive the fucking point. car faster and man within moments the engine died wasn't driving then, fast enough come on Nance turn the keys and let's then go Thomas Reed says that he remembers magic of the khakis a, come on man we're gonna be fucking a, late man there was a silence and then followed by an eruption of sound, of nature sounds. He oh, says crickets man. and katydids chirping all over. What did, like, like that? He remembers they, this. They it, just it was not, not like nowhere? the sound gone. It wasn't. It wasn't like the sound just cut out and then came back. It's like all of those sounds like got louder. Like, like yeah, in the car, like you're part of it all of a sudden. I wonder, like, whatever is let's let's assume that those lights are some type of craft or something. Like, could they be like whatever their propulsion system or whatever? Could they be like bending time and space and completely like just warping reality? Hundred percent. That's why they. I think. And you hear that all this stuff of like from all. It's interesting. You're getting multiple interesting timelines like, of crickets. Yeah, amplified yeah. through the car. Yeah. Because you're by a water source, right? So, like, all of a sudden, the frogs and stuff. But I, I'll say this, that, like, if everything goes dead silent, there's an eerily silent, and, like, something spooks, like, well, I guess frogs usually go quiet because there's this little stream where I go uh, take the dog for a walk sometimes, and you'll be walking, and sometimes you're walking by, and the frogs get insane loud wow, as oh you're yeah. walking. And then as, you, like, as the dog will, like, try to go sniff one out, they all just, in unison, will just go dead quiet. So, like, it, it is kind of weird that, like, as they're in this car, this noise just becomes like so immense that it. Well, I also heard that all the roads in in this in Berkshire were actually uh, made with volcanic porous rock, so there's no sound oh. there. It gets you know, like we learned that <laughs> imported from Japan. Thick yeah. <laughs> was it covered in thick moss? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> now, uh, wicked moss. So the bending piss, or the. Huh? The bending or warping of time may explain what happened next because just what felt like moments later, the whole entire family found themselves in what seemed to be some type of holding area. And they remember the air being some type of 
like being hot, humid, and stale is how they describe it. Sounds awful. Now, Tom, Tom remembers bits and pieces of what happened after he remembers the sounds and being taken on this ship. Like there are just bits and pieces that he remembers. And I think he says it lasting somewhere between three hours, I think is what he said. Like it is like there's missing time there. Something happened, but he remembers bits and pieces of of what flashes or what he claims to have occurred. So he remembers a, a, some type of a figure grabbing him and grabbing his left arm and then escorting him down a hallway into what seemed to be an examining room that had air that was different from what they were what he was being where he was being held before. Like this, while while the air that he was being some side of holding pen or something was hot and humid. This one, he said, he described it as being crisp and cool. Mm. Nah. Uh, and then after that, he said that he's he in the vegetable forced- drawer. Is what you're saying? Well, it reminds me <laughs> almost like a fucking like like an something like an operating room or something. That's like that what I was thinking too. Uh, it's like when you go outside, like you know, you know, you go into the ER or something. You know, you go through some doors and stuff. The, the air is noticeably different. Well, it's just it, it's sanitized. It's cold. It's yeah. That's weird. So in this room where the air was crisp and cool, he said he was forced to lie on a silver white table. And, but it, for some reason, he wasn't restrained at all. And, you know, being a nine year old kid and being absolutely terrified, he said that he was able to spring up from the clutches or, you know, he wasn't being held down at all. And when that, they that was your first away, mistake. I'm wicked fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he t- yeah, he managed to get up off the table and then run outside of the room and said outside of this room, he kept running until he entered into this, what he describes as an angled open area. And it seemed to be about as wide as he compared it to a basketball court. And then it had a single hall off to the left and then multiple halls off to the right. And that's where he said that he heard voices, right? But moments later, he was actually captured, recaptured, and then returned to the room. So when he woke up, he's alone. He manages to escape the table. He's Now he's snooping around the hangar. Is that what's happening? Right. Yeah, one of the accounts that, I don't know if he was alone when they laid him down or he was laid down and then left unattended for a moment. That's what, well, that's what I mean. When he woke up, there's no one there. So he's trying to snoop around this hangar. Right. They pulled him, uh, from his account, he was saying that he, he, he assumes that the family was being held in separate areas and that he was taken and he was taken into this room and then when they put him on the table either yeah yeah they they turned around or they left him undetended for a second and he managed to escape briefly uh out into this other section of the craft or what you assume is the craft that he's been taken taken on to now mm. um tom does have some recollection of of the creatures or the beings that had taken him onto the ship, he, and he did. He's done more than a few of artistic renderings. He's had he's had artists kind of sketch out what he believes or what he describes as that he saw these creatures look like. And so I know we have a picture. I have it in the notes. I don't know if you pull it up, show it on this live stream. Well, I can't remind. I. Tried that yesterday yeah, in the power hour, and then I can't pull my camera back. So yeah, so I'll <laughs> oh, go ahead and oh, let Brayden. You know, I'll let Brayden. Ex- yeah, I'll let Brayden go ahead and describe I, it as best he if can. You, if you, well, no, I can't do it either. Uh, basically, <laughs> I can show the live stream, but I can't show you guys. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So if you if you if you're listening to this, 
what it looks like is imagine me in the deepest of squats, pants down, uh, with but my elbows are inverted the other way. Uh, that's basically it. But it, well, you it got looks the glebe like a, sack is exposed. You got the glebe sack exposed on the bottom. Um, um, well, the, these, if you're just if you're just listening and not watching, the glebe sack is huge on this fucking crouching alien. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it kind of reminded me of? Like, it looked like one of those viruses or, um, you know, those ones that kind of land like that. I can't I remember. This guy's uh, all gleep sack. <laughs> yeah. It's very, if, if you saw this thing, it would be terrifying. Just, it's, it's just, it's body build. It's so alien. I like I, it's, would I could I'd take my chance with that thing. <laughs> if, if that thing's biological, like say it's like a regular animal. A twig, you snap its arms off. Oh, yeah, dude, oh, yeah. and it's all head. It's Let me tell you something. Ass I kick it right I in the glee sack so hard, yeah. grab its arm, arm bar, snap that baby off, and club him, club him to death hey. with it. I would fucking speed bag that glee sack. <laughs> <laughs> Full splits. Yeah. Johnny Cage, son. <laughs> I would punt that thing so hard that it would be standing straight. <laughs> oh, but if I, you look at this thing, because it, it's I, got, it looks like, honestly, the way crouch. it stands, it looks like an M. I'd hit this yeah. fucking guy so hard that the guy behind him would feel it in his fucking gleep sack. All right? <laughs> Fuck this guy. Uh, yeah, so he describes these creatures as being some, like, t uh, sort of insectoid in their appearance. Yeah, they've got these long, they have these elongated limbs. Um, they seem to have, you know, three or four digits, like one that looks like some sort of a posable thumb. And then they've got their their joints seem to be somewhat inverted and they've got like, yeah, they, they kind of sit down in a low crouch and then it's got a large elongated head, which which kind of resembles that of a gray, but a little bit different. Like it doesn't seem now, to have a mouth. You, it's got maybe, maybe ear hole, like, like holes where the ears should be. And then it seems to be have some other smaller holes, like where you would assume like a nose or some sort of olfactory uh, system would sit. The one thing I couldn't figure out is because I've like hearing, you know, him describe these things and then seeing these artistic renditions, I could not for the life of me figure out how this thing walked. Does it walk around like a crouch Zoiberg or does it, does it lean over on all fours? It looks Leans like it over on all fours. You think so? <laughs> yeah, well, there's no way it's walking with those legs at that angle. No. At, at no. that angle? Yeah. I don't think okay, so. Well, there's, if there's only, either if, way. If there's only, if he, unless there's four legs and he only seen two. Yeah. Cause you, if you look at it, like if, if you put it down on all four, it looks like, it looks like it would be walking almost like a fucking dag. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like the way the body is. <laughs> Except it does. The artist rendition. I'm not saying this is actually accurate. more like a spider. That that thing yeah. walks like a spider. It's just because it has like a knee joint, but it doesn't have an ankle joint. So it's just like a twig at the, at the foot. But this is just his like. That's listen, what I mean. The it's guy just, couldn't yeah. draw ankles. Yeah, it's, right? it's a. He was he described I mean, it. Someone drew it. Right. This is this is his memory from nine. He was nine years old when this yeah. occurred, and then and the artist is like Crayola. Yeah, the <laughs> artist is like, hey, what about the ankles? He goes, man, forget. Don't worry about. It. I don't no remember angles. those. Just. Leave out the ankles. He's like, okay. <laughs> that was the weirdest part. They didn't have ankles. Yeah. Straight. <laughs> so, so hard uh, to walk. Maybe he just walks, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he's got like four or five toes and the toes just move really fast side to side and he just scurries along. Oh, <laughs> that's that's fucking creepy. That's, that's, that's what terrifying. it could be. He doesn't just side to, his knee, the knee joints and hip joints don't move. It's just, yeah, it's just side to side. Just his toes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing here. I hate that. I hate that so much. 
Like each foot is like a little centipede. Exactly. Yeah, it just kind of exactly. scurries around. <laughs> That's terrifying. So once they put Thomas back on, they, they, they apprehended Thomas and then brought him back to what seems to be some sort of examination room. They put him back on the table and this time they restricted his movement with some type of oval-shaped oval apparatus is what he said. And he compared it to, to being similar to the lid on a tanning bed. And it seemed to lower from the ceiling and then was clamped over his torso. Now, a after this occurred and that, that procedure was completed, he said that he sensed a, a, some sort of tapping on the back of his head. And then oh, he shit. recalled that something like stones were that resembled shiny raisins were placed on his face, chest, and leg. Oh, he's getting a, a, a hot, hot stone, stone massage. Yeah, hot stone yeah. massage. Hot like raisin it. massage. Yeah. <laughs> Tanning bed, hot stone massage. These guys are just, it's a spot treatment. Yeah, it's a you you wanted to go to the fucking spa, spa, man, <laughs> fucking space spa. Now, the, now, what what really set them up for something happening during this this occurrence is that Thomas like says that when they were returned to the car separately, um, the car was actually facing the opposite direction from what it had been, and that all of their positions had actually changed in the car, how they got in there. So when Thomas did wake up, like this is one of the more vivid things that he remembers is kind of like coming back, you know, to, to full consciousness and then everything being different from what it had been prior to mm -hmm. seeing these, these strange lights in the sky. So you had Thomas who was now seated, you know, who had been, in the car, in the back seat before, but he's seated behind the driver's seat now. His mother is who was driving before has switched positions uh, with his grandmother, and so his grandmother was on the uh, was in the driver's seat. His mom was in the passenger seat, and then he had his brother uh, who had been awake before now curled up in the back seat in a fetal position. So the aliens so, come down. They abduct this family out of their car. In their haste, they forget to take a picture of the placement yeah. of the humans inside the car. On the way no, back, man. they just go, oh, fuck, who's sitting where? Buddy, it's even better than that. They're probably like, let's fuck with these guys so hard and put them in the wrong seats. <laughs> Who should we put in the driver's seat? The old The bitch. old one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, as they come to, well, did, they, did they come to when it was moving and Granny's driving? No, no, they didn't all come to right away. Like, one of the things I read was that uh, like Thomas kind of woke up, but like the mom wouldn't wake up. She was like, just kind of like, I guess incoherent or just completely like dead asleep. Uh, the brother, Matthew is dead asleep and the grandma doesn't drive. She doesn't like right. driving. She doesn't want to drive. And she goes, well, some fuck just happened. So <laughs> You are about to have two fucking NDEs because I'm about to take this car for a joyride. And uh, grandma, who doesn't drive, in this worry of like, hey, something's happened to my one of my grandkids, something's happened to my daughter. But I'm guessing it's a Plymouth. Throws it into drive and fucking peels it around. Slams Bangs the e-brake. Yeah. E-brake yeah. fucking power slides, turns it around. So now with this event, and like we said before, there were other reports coming in during the during the time frame of when where did, where did, Thomas Where did they Reed. go again? Where did they go again after the gram, before we get to the They went to go one? get some food. 
<laughs> Grandma's just like, wake up. We all need to eat. We're yeah. Well, that's they, when they, they're going after the equestrian show. After the yeah. kid, after Tom almost got bucked off. Or so they're already Tom. hungry. Then they lose three hours of time. Now they're really hungry. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't remember. I thought they. I thought Grandma drove them somewhere. Like a little. Oh, break. I don't know. I can't remember that. I can't remember where they went now after uh, they wake up. Well, we're gonna say they went for dinner. I think okay, they just went for dinner, a quiet dinner. They went to they, a, they like, went to a truck stop. Hopefully, they didn't get yeah. food poisoning. Hopefully, we're not on that scenario all over again. I'm not getting into that again. <laughs> Had they <laughs> gone to a truck stop before, this would have been case solved. Food poisoning. They might have actually. They might have ate before this. <laughs> Is that an avenue we didn't look into? Did they stop at fucking Sevy or something and get some bad food? Some fucking some bad old, beef and cheds. Yeah, bad beef and cheds. Bad tuna melt, cheds, man. Bad and cheds sticks. <laughs> they got some of Truck those roller scallops. hot dogs. <laughs> Truck stop scallops. <laughs> Taquitos. Huh. Fucking chowder. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Fucking rights. Hmm. Absolutely chowder. So that's that's pretty much that event. There is more to talk about. Before we get into it, though, my beer's empty. We're going to take a quick break, grab a beer. We're going to be right, right back. We're back. All right. I figured it out. So it's, they were, they owned a diner in town. A uh, diner. You mean? Diner. It's a diner. Uh, they had chowder at the diner. Chowder. I wish I could remember the name of it. Was it but, called Wild, Wild Burgers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so they they left their diner and they were they were gonna go eat dinner uh, at another restaurant. That's okay, so they left do. their diner and went to their another diner. diner. They're gonna go to the diner in the car. Maybe get a burger. Get a burger. Some chowder. Um. Then this incident okay. happens. Right, they wake back up in the car. Um, mom and uh, Matthew are dead asleep. Like they cannot be woken up. Still. Thomas and grandma are in the car and grandma like who doesn't drive turns the car around drives them straight home silently just she's like nope we're not going for dinner anymore just straight home uh, some reports say they went for help but I would say based on all the factors it sounds like they just she just drove home silently and that's where the mom and Matthew kind of come back to they're like oh what happened to us let's go inside but that's where that one leaves off, just to for a little okay. fill in. So they uh, might have had bad diner food. Mida. <laughs> diner. Mida. Mida had bad diner. So while this is the most kind of uh, most descriptive encounter to come out from the event, there were other people that said that they claimed or they claimed to have seen other these lights, these specific lights in the area where uh, the reeds had had been caught by these things or they had some people who actually had a little bit of closer encounters as well. You right. talk about good old Tammy Warner, Tom Warner. <laughs> you guys want to go in a little bit about Tommy? Uh, yeah, let's sure. hear about yes, Tommy. I want to hear about Tommy. As the youngest of seven boys in a family that lived in Great Barrington for five generations, Tommy Warner, 10, had only known the stability routine of small town life. Then, at dusk on Labor Day weekend, 1969, Tommy's life would forever change. Oh, shit. All right. Tommy, this is weird. This The little blurb I have written on it's a little bit different than I remember hearing in the, fucking, in the documentary. But th in this account, it says that Tommy was at the neighbor's house playing with some friends. I remember him being babysat by a very strict... 
coloring fucking <laughs> instructor. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> People color inside the lines. <laughs> yeah, there's this, if you watch the Unsolved Mysteries version of this, um, they they talk about a babysitter and the babysitter's like, Tommy always liked to color outside the lines and I wasn't having it. I would bang the table. Yeah, scream at him inside the lines. So <laughs> while he was being threatened for his life for coloring outside the lines, Tommy instantly heard this voice inside his head urging him to leave, go home now. Yeah, I would too. You know, yeah, yeah, after that, fucking color. shit. I want to fucking color. <laughs> so Tommy, you know, as like, I forget, he was 10 years old. So as any, you know, God fearing 10 year old, he thinks that it's God talking to him. So he instantly takes off in an instant sprint running for the door. But on his way home, Tommy seems to just vanish into thin air and doesn't appear for about seven more seconds. It's during the, this period of time that Tommy believes he's been transported to a UFO. The next thing he remembers is, he, see, this is different too, because I remember this spotlight hitting him and then witnessing him looking like he was running on the spot. Yeah, so Jane, yeah. Like the, Jane comes outside following him as he like leaves because he's he's got this like voice of God or someone being like, you need to leave. And he l- runs out. And as he runs out, like a spotlight hits him and he's just full sprinting just in place. Like imagine like, like you know, like basically a, invented the running man in 1969. Yeah. A full sprint running man. And Jane's just kind of watching like in awe, like having a meltdown being like, something's wrong. He realizes something's wrong. Like he's just still running. And then he slowly stops uh, it's at that point where some sort of UFO drops out of the sky and a beam hits him. Uh, he says like, this is where he gets like Vecna's. He said it threw his hands back, like arched his back, back. And he was facing up to the light, like fully. Like, like right out of the movie. Stiff. Yeah. Like just right out of a movie and all the air is sucked from his lungs. He said, and then, you know, oh, so he, he died. No, he's dead. <laughs> so not all the air. Just enough so his lungs didn't suck together and get stuck. <laughs> his alveoli did not collapse. And he <laughs> and he's gone. Is he just he blacks out? He doesn't remember. And oddly enough, on this same summer evening, just a mile or two away, Melanie Bauman, who was 14 at the time, is enjoying an ice cream cone parked by the lake with her family. Ice cream cone? Cone. Oh. That's... Well, they got ice cream from Dairy Queen. We know that much. (laughs) Yeah, we do. And and I'll I'll say this. I'm like, I don't want to discount this, but like anytime I have a blizzard from Dairy Queen, I lose all track of time. Someone will knock on the bathroom and be like, are you Okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, why? They're like, you've been in there for an hour. And I go, oh, what now? What happened? <laughs> Try to stand up and your bandy leg happened? and it. Yeah, I can't, legs are asleep. I can't. Wait, wait. I can't walk. So you, I have, I'm you suffering go to Dairy from Queen, paralysis. You go to Dairy Queen and you get a blizzard and you eat it in the bathroom just in, in case. In case. No, 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 no. He gets mud butt is what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, you get the he hot snakes. Oh, right oh, I thought you like go right to the bathroom and eat it in anticipation so you don't have to leave <laughs> the bathroom upon eating the blizzard and so you can just shit at will. It is. No, no, you don't shit at will when you have mud butt. Brain shit it's very sporadic and awful. It's, it's, yeah, it's hot snakes. You're just in there. <laughs> but yeah, I lose all track of But time, you continue so. to eat blizzards on a regular basis? No. <laughs> Few and far between, but 
The outcome's always the same. <laughs> but I still, <laughs> I'm still going to eat them. Uh, yeah, well, he's persistent, right? He thinks if he eats them enough, eventually his body, body will get used so to it. Back up. Yeah, I'll his tell body you will what. get used to it and he'll be fine. As a fucking fellow lactose over here, I cut it all. And now if you accidentally have any of it, you're fucking dead. You're dead. Oh, d- you die. I oh. die. It, like, I'll fucking die. I explode. Spontaneously combust. <laughs> if there's a little I'll, bit of fucking cheese. I'll be, it'll be like after dinner and I'm like, oh, sometimes if the sauce is too creamy, like a Caesar dressing does it to me now. Crushed. Fight is, I'll eat a Caesar salad and I'll be like, whoo. Well, so you, like, you can't even have oh. like a, like an easy going cheese, like a mozzarella or something? I do. Well, Parmesan. Parm- Parmesan yeah, isn't so so bad, but I honestly I've I don't fuck with any of it anymore. And you guys are anyways tough. Melanie luck. and her family are enjoying, they're enjoying their a nice a cone yeah, with nice. their family by the lake in a van down by the river. Suddenly they are shocked to see a blinding light and a huge craft rising out of the water in front of their car. Melanie and her siblings scream and try to hide as their father does what every fucking dad in their right mind would do and attempts to chase after this fucking thing. Yeah. Not getting away from me. Melanie's (laughs) screaming in the back to stop. The next thing Melanie remembers is she's alone in the dark on the sandy lakefront, left to find her family on her own. Oh, shit. Like Tommy, she believes she was abducted. But they well, don't have any specific memories, like as well, Tom, uh, vivid memories as no, Tom does. Tom does claim that he s- sees Melanie on the right side of the ship. He recognizes he her went. eyes. He's, yeah, he, he's, he has a recall he and he remembers her eyes. the fear in her face. Like he, he, yeah. I don't know you, but those uh, eyes. Yeah, the, I remember. <laughs> And then we have Jane Green, who is 42, a respected citizen of the Great Barrington community, mm. also encounters a UFO. She's driving home with a friend. She sees a huge bright light in front of her car. She stops along with other amazed drivers and witnesses that see the same craft in the air, hovering at eye level, completely silent. Jane says this was the most profound experience of her life. So we got multiple potential abductees here. Yeah, all yeah. on late Labor Day. Well, they were all must have been wearing white. That's the problem. <laughs> that's where the, the lore started. Wear white, get abducted. Yeah, exactly. That's why nobody does it anymore. But like, Don't fuck even, around. even like Jane, she, her friend, she was with her friend Mary, who's now deceased. But they like got out of the car and they said they saw this huge object like flying over the road. I kind of Jane's story. I don't know. At the do, after watching the documentary, I kind of I was like, I don't know, because it was. I I remember this fucking conversation she had with her son pretty clearly because I thought it was really ridiculous. She basically was like, Oh yeah, they're like, there's a Netflix show coming to talk to me. They asked me if I had any idea about these this this encounter, and I was like, Yeah, I saw it for sure. It was amazing. So I had to call my son and I said, Hey, I'm getting interviewed by Netflix because I saw this craft, and then my son said he saw it too, and we had no idea, but we both saw it. Isn't that crazy? And it's like, you're going to tell me that you saw this, you both saw this fucking insanely amazing thing and never and mentioned it to each never other Never bothered to talk to each other. Yeah. They were yeah. so scared yeah. of telling anyone because no one would believe them. They just never did. I guess. But yeah, I she, she, her, her account is that they got out of the car and there was another car in front of them that stopped. Um, this object floated over the road. She couldn't make out a color. It was really bright. She said it was tall. Um, she couldn't see any windows or anything like that. It wasn't making any noise, no sign of propulsion. And within a few seconds, it just lifted up and drifted over the mountains. She couldn't see it. That was it. Life-changing. 
Not enough to tell her son, though. So uh, Thomas, after having this encounter, um, he he went on to when 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 this entire event started to become popularized and and kind of with the alongside the uh, the Netflix kind of revival for unsolved mysteries. Um, prior to that, a little bit prior to that, Tom says that he even three years before this event. He says that him and his brother experienced another type of event, which he believes is kind of is within a series. Like this, it was not the only time that they experienced something that they were multiple they were kind abductees, of multiple abductions, or repeat abductees. We've yeah, talked I, about it before, right? If these things are researching certain people, especially you'd be, in, you'd be, yeah, you'd be interested in Thomas and Matthew and the mom and the grandmother because well, it's, they've it's, been tagged. And then it's like, if they're coming back, if these things can bend space and time for them to research Tom throughout his life could be a matter of 45 minutes for them. It's not only Tom though, too, because in 1954, his mom, when she was a teenager, also had an encounter. Oh, so we have and a family so, history. So the it's family- like multi-generational- That's exactly uh, what UFO they- UFO Contactees. Yeah, that's contactees. what they consider themselves. This entire family consider themselves as- Well, if so you were a scientist- ET species, you would maybe you want to study the family. You want to like you oh, how, see how, what generation the, oh, the changes. How how did how's the DNA different between you know father and son, mother and daughter? Like you you want to go go down, take samples, analyze next generation, analyze. You know, do four or five, six in a row. Or you more. gotta have you gotta have follow up appointments. Right? You have to. All right, you gotta see how it's going. Gotta, yeah. gotta yeah. have follow up appointments, especially when you implant the fucking baby inside of her womb and create this alien fucking human hybrid. You pluck him into the ship? Right? I mean, Do come on. The guy's name is Tom and he spells it T-H-O-M. Obviously, he's a Thom. hybrid. It's Thom. Yeah. Thom. 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 That's an alien fucking name if Thomas. I ever heard one myself. Yeah. So Thomas's case has actually been investigated by Tennessee MUFON uh, team investigator uh, Steve White, who actually had him submit to a polygraph exam. So, I mean, they have the documents. They actually, like, you, uh, Tom has a website where he has posted all the documentation of his participation in the investigation with the MUFON. So uh, he puts in the stuff about the, the polygraph exam and that they uh, they used a licensed polygraph service, which was owned and operated by a retired police officer in Knoxville, Tennessee. And of two questions, uh, the officer had discussed the events in detail for over three hours, the ones that specifically the ones that occurred in 1966 and the ones that occurred in 1969. We, and Thomas, we, only, we only briefly touched on the ones that happened in 1966. Right. So it's like it, he they had some type of event. He talked about uh, in 1966, him and his brother uh, encountering uh, like these cylindrical rings, uh, some type of transparent rolling uh, whitewashed looking center, he said, with these like blue auras that seemed to appear in the bedroom where him and his brother were sleeping. Was there 10 and of then, them? I don't, I don't know. So, like you said, it wasn't a whole bunch of them, but it's several of them. And then days after that, he says that. They, they both recall that they were standing at the top. They, they have this memory of standing on top of the staircase with several of these four and a half to five foot tall ghostly looking figures standing either like around them or next to them. I imagine oh. like when I read this, I imagined 
like predator camouflage on little grays. <laughs> right? Like uh, they're ghostly see, in the sense that you can tell something. It's like when you're playing distortion. Halo and someone's got the active camo on, it's like if, if you you're know, looking, if you're attention, you, can, you can see. You see a little distortion on the wall. You're like, what was that? Yeah. There's something right here. And then boom, energy sword to the abdomen. Toast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they, they reported like some type of event or there was a sensation where the, the ground changed underneath their feet. And they said that they found themselves on the top of the tree line on the edge of their property uh, that they recognized. And then they were met by additional entities and that these ones, uh, these beings seemed to be somewhat like small, thin and uh, resembled the stereotypical gray, but they were a little bit different. And Tom kind of compares them as uh, like their physical appearance was, was more human than what you would normally see, or probably like the archetypal gray that you would think of in your head. He said that these might've been some type of half human, half gray hybrid. Oh, so it wasn't the alien with centipede feet. Not, no. It's not the same aliens that they see later in 69. Which then kind of makes me think that if if you have some sort of galactic federation, say you have aliens or UFOs that are working together, that or they have some sort of deal, I wonder if there's some sort of cross research where they're like, yeah, we have these ones tagged. Right? Like we're researching these ones and to not interfere with them as much, you should go and we should pick up the same ones. Oh, so you're saying it's like a, the equivalent of both Canada and the U.S. studying J, like a joint, J and K pod orcas. And joint task. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. All right, you guys get them in the, these months. We'll get them in these months. We'll we'll share information, but like yeah. we don't want to do all the well, work. Well, we find so. Yeah, well, the, like we we don't want to get too many because we're trying to be as non disruptive as we can. So we'll we'll get some. We'll get a pick up a couple hicks at a massive two shits. <laughs> Couple mass holes. Now, uh, Thomas also recalls from this event, uh, the 1966 one, of being shown what seemed to be an image of eight to ten groups of galaxy clusters in the shape of a boot uh, on a large screen inside the, the ship boot. that they took him to. Now, the ship he described as being... Did he remember to turn the boot at the very end to make sure the bubble doesn't <laughs> pop? Shoot the boot. Uh, he, he that's just, their, this, that's just they're, they've evolved. They don't use square TVs. Their TVs are boot shaped. Like all their <laughs> monitors. They just, that's the ideal, yeah, that's that's the ideal them, viewing that's, device. Yeah. <laughs> boot shaped. Yeah. Hey, we don't know. We don't know. Can't be, for uh, sure. can't be certain. They, they described the ship as being somewhat had the external appearance of a giant turtle shell resting on the ground, which is also, which is similar to the accounts of what other, yeah. uh, what other reported claimed to see the UFO in I mean, Where do you think Michael Bay like got his idea one. for Ninja Turtles from? <laughs> Turn them into fucking aliens. Tom also says that these beings communicated with him somehow, perhaps telepathically, and that they... They told him that he was serving uh, an important purpose for them as a participant in a biological study. Uh, they didn't tell him exactly what the study pertained to, but he believes that it was some type of gene splicing for their own benefit with a focus upon the human immune system and genetics. I, I don't... I, that's what he thinks? That's, that's what not he what, thinks? That's what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. Like he... 
I want to make that very clear. Like he's, they don't tell him that he no. thinks that, the, oh yeah, they spliced my jeans. They didn't look, take one look at that guy. You know, they didn't splice his jeans with nothing. I, I do think everything though, it's like, he's, they're just studying him. Like just his, the generation of family and stuff like aging process, you know, disease, whatever, what have you, a generational study. And I think that's the important biological study is that they're studying his family line to just gather as much information as possible on human genetics, whatever. They didn't do anything to Thom. If they did anything, they added that stupid H to his name. That's it. It's only spice <laughs> it's hybrid. That's how you identify human hybrids. The spelling yeah. of their name. Yes. That makes stupid, sense. Stupid added letters. Uh, having said that, if you're a Patreon supporter, your name is Thomas with an H. Yeah, we love yeah. it. We it's love great. you. Yeah, well, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, it's okay. You can, the H is acceptable in Thomas, but when you say yeah. Tom, it's T-O-M. Yeah. Come Thumb. on. Thumb. Now, Reed is probably, uh, has the claim as being the most vocal witness of the 1969 Berkshire UFO event. But there were other people who supported his claim with, like we said, there were people who saw the UFO. Um, there are people who claimed that they, uh, like the, the radio, the local radio station at the time had received phone calls from multiple witnesses about these strange lights appearing. It, in the I'm sky. curious. I'm curious about that because like, I, I've heard that account too, but there's, since there's no record of that, nobody around that was around. The only people that we know this from are the people that say they called the radio station. Yeah, well, that's it. And then, That's like it. the accounts of people who called the radio station, they'd be like, "I this crazy thing happened to me." Call the fucking caps. Yeah. I'm not a cap. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know who, would, you know who would love this? The fucking WSBS would love this, right? Uh, it, it, it's ludicrous to me that, like that, that part of the story. I was like, why? Why are you calling the? The fucking radio. Well, it was, well, a, different, it was like, a different. It was a different time back then. They also I mean, didn't call so, the police, though, did they, know? Dan? I mean, well, we don't want, know. We don't know. We don't have records of that. Yes, we do. There was no record. Police know. Like, if you call the radio station, I mean, they have weathermen. They have people. Like, they. I mean, they would have. Yeah, because be, you think you're getting news. fucking invaded. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Let's call yeah. the guys with guns. <laughs> but you know, a lot. Some people like dig into that. And be like, the radio records were destroyed. Is that convenient or not? And I'm like, well, was there records from the day before, Listen, or day after? And they're like, no. They're like, was there a record from that year? No. I just got taken up no to records. a scary fucking lab room and sedated and then dropped back down the ground. I don't need motherfucking Kenneth Storm, the weatherman, to help me the fuck out. I need yeah. the police. Yeah. Hey, hey WSBS, something happened in the skies. I need to know. Hold on. <laughs> fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> For 24 hours. <laughs> That's why they were protesting. Uh but uh, along with these other witnesses that claim to have seen the UFO, Reed actually convinced uh, convinced them to pull their money together and erect a 5,000-pound concrete monument in 2015 for to mark the event. Yeah, it was like it, like it was right at the park. Right, at it the was pack. a legit. It was pack. a legit monument. Like it is a it is a big it's a big fucker. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it, it's funny because it like you know they got. At, Everyone at the time supported this thing. Yeah, Everyone. it had a it had a plaque on it from Governor uh, then Governor Charlie Barker's office that read in part this governor's citation in recognition of the off-world incident on September first, nineteen sixty nine, which engaged the Reed family, which has been established. 
So it was actually put like on there, you know, endorsed by the governor at the time. Uh, they had made, they said that they had taken the proper, uh, like they had done the proper paperwork to get this thing installed in right near that, uh, that bridge uh, where the event was said to have occurred. Yeah. Now, <laughs> after they placed it, like as soon as they placed it, a couple weeks later, officials said that it had been placed on town property. Whereas before they had said that, no, 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 this was private property owned uh, by a farmer uh, that lived in the area. Like one of the, yeah. they owned the farmland in the area. It was private property. But then they did like a couple weeks later, I guess they had another survey team come in and they said, no, 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 we have to move it. <laughs> so this 5,000 pound, they had to move this 5,000 pound concrete well, block and again they, and didn't, move they it. didn't have it. They didn't have to move it. They didn't have to. The reasoning they said was that this group and the foundation didn't follow proper procedures to have a monument erected. So they didn't want to set a precedent where if someone wanted to erect a 5,000 pound monument, they would just, they could just <clears throat> do it and put it wherever the fuck they wanted. So like, we have to move it because you didn't follow any of the proper procedures. They then contacted the governor and was like, Hey, you kind of put your stamp on this. He's like, did I? No. Just blind signing. They put I, a paper I on his thing. He's like, I don't know. I signed it away. You guys promise you're going to vote? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so like, they argued with like Tom and stuff for a while, but like, okay, well, we got to remove this. And then like, they removed it like with the taxpayers. Buddies. No, they like, said they moved, they moved it 30 feet. They moved yeah, it but, 30 feet. But they refused to disclose how much that cost. Yeah. They didn't tell them how much it cost. So some people, uh, had said that the marker was detracting from the the beauty of the historical replica of that 180 year old bridge. Uh, you know that we said that it burned up in 1994, and then they rebuilt it. And then they had this they had this marker moved 30 feet. The views way over. Better. And then uh, and then in 2017, they also installed uh, two benches and light fixtures were added to the area. Uh, although one bench is not there anymore. They, they have one bench. They didn't pay for the plaque renewal fee and they demolished it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so then in 2018, they conducted another land survey and the town found that the memorial as well as that bench and the lighting decorating the area was still on this town, what they said is a town right-of-way easement and had to be removed. How bad are the initial surveyors that they keep getting it wrong every time? Like, actually, yeah. it's still on an easement. Like, well, we checked with the city like 30, like, what, like whatever it was so, so many years ago. They're like, yeah, that guy had a bad day. I guess he didn't do a good job. So why don't they just be honest with these guys? Why don't they just be honest with them? This thing's fucking hideous. We want it out Let's of get here. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not. It's just a slab of concrete. Yeah, it looks like shit. It's get a concrete pillar <laughs> that someone made in their backyard. So they they tried to contact the owners of. They couldn't figure out who owned it. Or that's what they said. Like the the town. Uh, like the the town board couldn't figure out who owned it. They said that that we're if you don't move it, essentially, they said if we if the owners don't move it, we will move it at at cost to the taxpayers. Like you're going to have to, the town's going to have to pay for it. Go, Dude, go, if I was, good, if go the, for I was it. The, if I was the owner of that, at, and I was like, yeah, you do it then. <laughs> yeah. Taxpayers money? Okay. Why would I do it? Why would I do it? And yeah. that's what happened. So in 2019, uh, workers removed that monument along with the bench. And then the current location of that monument is unknown. It's gone. Someone just has it in their backyard now. 
I don't know where it is. That's crazy. You take a 5,000 pound like concrete block. What you fucking do with it? I'll tell you where it's on. It's, <laughs> it's, it's on Gary's its, got it. Yeah. It's on its way to the museum of weird in Austin. Yeah. Yeah, but no the, I mean, they already have, they already, I said, it was, I was reading one, one news article where they said they already have a display and in the national UFO in Roswell, they've got like a national UFO museum or whatever over there. And they have and like they, a, yeah, they have a, they have a whole thing commemorating the Berkshire UFO incident. But I'm like, I'm like, where's where's this five thousand concrete block that they just fucking toss it like in the river over there? Like the probably, what is it the Housatonic River? They just chucked it in there. <laughs> it's just sitting there at the bottom. Oh man, it's so it's so goofy that they just like take that thing out. But so now instead of this well five thousand pound uh, concrete block, I guess there's a memorial park there now. Uh, there, like I mentioned, the website before Tom Reed Thomas Reed has a website for this park where they've had at least one wedding occur, uh, you know, in the Memorial Park. To Was it an off-world wedding? <laughs> I mean, technically not because it was in the, I mean, the park's on Earth. It was on Earth, so no. <laughs> so no. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, you can actually go there and visit it if you're ever there in the town. It is on, it is on TripAdvisor. <laughs> It is on TripAdvisor. And if you give a uh, a, a less than stellar review, Thomas Reed personally might just respond to your comments as he did the last two most recent. Uh, is this like a, what did he say? It's like Rick Dyer. <laughs> you you, you, you got to read him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Pull, pull, him up. Uh, pull him up here real quick. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, first one is by Jane P. Uh, from the region of Waterloo, Canada. Uh, she says she gave it three out of five uh, dots, whatever that is. And, uh, and TripAdvisor says, tiny park with two plaques, not worth a detour, but okay if you happen upon it. This is from May 2021. I feel like that's a very honest, that's honest review. She says, fucking review. she says, tiny park with two plaques and a rock with the words, I believe, painted on it. No monument. Not sure what this was or what happened. Park is adjacent to a covered bridge on a road off Route 7. Do not trust your GPS app if it tells you to take multiple side roads. You will arrive at site, but only after driving an extremely rutted dirt road. Instead, look for a road off Route 7. The setting is pretty, she says. It's so. a good review. <laughs> Honest review. So too. Reasonable. Well, so reasonable. Three out of five. Well, Tom Reed says, uh, he apologized. He says, Tom I, Reed says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Reed of UFO Monument Park. That's what it is. That's what it's designated. I'm sorry if you had anticipated something more. It is an extraordinary place with a remarkable history. A spot we look after and keep true to form as not to see it spoiled with gift shops and high-priced green milkshakes. In total, there are six donated benches, six solar lights, a sculpture, and a historic marker, over a dozen plaques, and a round picnic table as was just donated by Melanie from Unsolved Mysteries, Berkshire's UFO. It is growing and that we do hope to have the outdoor telescope by October 2020. And we also just got a Bebsy machine installed. Bebsy. So suck it. Nancy, or whatever your name is. <laughs> I I want to know where these green milkshakes are being. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to the other place. Is that where, like, is that we're the thing about to Shamrock do? Shamrock shakes? I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, is that the thing to do at the uh, at, at UFO hotspots? Like, they sell overpriced green I'm milkshakes? If so, I didn't know about that. <laughs> I'd well, I would go to fucking Charlie Land. <laughs> Charlie Red uh, Star? That fucking place was wicked. Oh, yeah. They sell green beer there, though. It's way better. I'm all about it. Um, I mean, yeah, she mentioned the marker, but the marker had already been, uh, the monument had already been removed. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just the park now with the, uh, I guess the over a dozen plaques, according to Tom Reed. Um, 
there's a there's a second review by uh, Firewire <laughs> Diver. Firewire Diver. Firewire uh, he also Diver. gave it three out of five. Uh, Monument has been removed. This is from October 2019, so he had just missed it, I guess. Uh, who doesn't love alien abduction stories? Sadly, the concrete monument has been removed, apparently under some scandal in the newspaper in early 2019. <laughs> However, the bridge, which is one of the oldest covered bridge bridges, remains, and on the other side of the bridge, on the far side of the bridge, is a new sign commemorating the Reed's experience. A short distance past the bridge is an eerie crop field. Coincidence? Not sure you believe the story. Look it up on YouTube. We are not alone, he says. Um, Nothing wrong with that review. (laughs) Well, Tom Reed says, the town of Sheffield installed the monument in 2015 via the DPW and a Boston law firm, but for unknown reasons, Nadine, he calls her out, and this he calls her out, a Sheffield selectman put the town in a vulnerable position when she lied to the papers asserting Reed installed the monument. Nadine later confessed and a new park centerpiece was added in 2019. See documents at www.ufopark.org. You tell them, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he called out uh, Nadine, the selectman. Uh, yeah, so, uh, th- I mean, th- those are the only ones. There's a couple other reviews, but... Those are the only two that I guess Tom saw fit to respond to. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, I, I you know the the park is a project that is close to his heart, or I guess he you know he that's something important to him, and uh, he has been I guess yeah uh, they mentioned it in one of those reviews, or he said in, in one of the comments about installing a outdoor telescope. I think that's a project that's still in progress. I think it's a work in progress that they're planning to install a telescope there, which would be actually be pretty neat. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, Glue together a couple fucking toilet fine. paper rolls. You got yourself <laughs> yeah. a telescope. Yeah. Oh no, so we'll, we'll, we'll upgrade a little bit. We'll use uh wrapping, paper wrapping paper. Oh, wrap even better. <laughs> nice long and then one. when you're done, you can use them as swords. It's fun. See, <laughs> multi-purpose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. And yeah. we'll, do, we'll even upgrade a little farther. We'll take those wrapping paper tubes and we'll coat them in like a clear nail polish so they're a little more waterproof so they last oh, a little longer. Cool. <laughs> Get some papier mache around. We should figure out how we could send them to them. <laughs> yeah, I would be, I'll put in the work. We could do that. Uh, we'll take it even farther. We'll even tape a magnifying glass to the end of the tube. And yeah. you do have a little bit of a telescope. Can we add one of those things where you turn it like does the, the kaleidoscope kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we can. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Tom Reed does uh, uh, some. He does speaking tours now. I guess he's on the the UFO circuit as well, uh, sharing his story with other UFO uh, aficionados and experts Boss. and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- think he's still on the show on this part. Can we get him on the show? I I think Tom uh, Tom Warner was on another UFO show just a, a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, listen, anytime but, um, we get a multi generational alien contactee, <laughs> it's a big get, boys. Even yeah. his he said his kids getting fucking abducted too now. <laughs> right, it's the whole family. <laughs> so it is a uh, yeah, it is an interesting. Uh, this it's one funny is pretty, because yeah. literally on the beer break, you're like, I could get my kid to do. Do her say anything I want. <laughs> anything I want. I just say, uh, you're going to Toys R Us after. Yeah. Do this for me. two popsicles. And the, and I want to get into the pickle baby dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, so it's kind of funny. It, it is an interesting case though, because it, it does bring back that theme of like, perhaps if we're being visited, the researchers are coming down and they're tagging us. They're tagging families to study these 
the genes of these, these family lines. I'm not saying they're special. There's no reason for it. They're just randomly selected, right? And well, it's, but not only that, though. Like, when have we had an encounter this large? Like, this is kind of like the rise of like that aerial school encounter yeah. we did, right? Like, you don't really get these mass encounters where people are seeing the lights. People are that being other people are said, seeing stuff. A lot of these people had these you know, came forward with these encounters around the time that Unsolved Mysteries came to town. So it's, you know, that's where, and the biggest thing that I, the problem that I have with it is the fact that there's no written record anywhere. Like there's no police reports. There's nothing from the news station that was supposedly called. There is nothing. Just a giant stone fucking thing. Yeah, they went went back to like the (laughs) archives of the newspapers and everything. And there was this. Yeah, nothing. And like, and like when you were saying, Brain at the beginning, you're like, this is this is a huge encounter. This is a huge event. This is super popular. And it's like, but it's not like it, it is a big event, but it's not popular. Like you don't hear about this very often. It's not, there's no books written about it. There's no literature. And it's and I wonder if that's because there is no like hard, like, you know, not I, I don't want to say evidence because a lot of stuff we don't talk about doesn't have a lot of evidence. But <laughs> hard evidence. Like hard evidence. Yeah. Hard evidence. Hard. 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 Had. Doesn't have any hard evidence because yeah, because in the unsolved mysteries episode, they even went to like and they contacted one of the, like the radio DJs from the time. They're like, yeah, I I got calls or whatever, but I just didn't think anything of it, so I never even bothered to pass it on or because he was a CIA shill. <laughs> my thing is, a lot of these people, if you look into their backgrounds and stuff, some were lawyers, some were like, you know, respected members of the community. It just, it seems like a weird thing to lie about. Like if I went right now and I was like, I could hundred percent talk Mr. Conspiracy into it, but I maybe, maybe Papa conspiracy, but mama conspiracy would not go along with it with, if me lying about a UFO abduction. And I'll tell you, my grandma would have not either. And my grandma, on my other side, like my Nana, she would have hit me with a shoe. There's no way. Actually, she may be. <laughs> The family, the whole family's multi generational. Yeah, but that's but that's what, the mom but that's what I'm is, saying. The brother is like, is, like they're find, all in on it. I but. find that a hard thing. The, the, it's one of the reasons why I believe this story is because I'm like, why lie? Why make this up? It's such a weird thing to have like a like the 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 opposing side of this is that you have a generational. Because you've been indoctrinated into it. Yeah. Of, it. Your, of, mom, your mom's told you, oh, I've been abducted. So Of liars. So you're all liars. You all know this is not to be true. I'm not saying it. I'm not necessarily. But no, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying this is the other side of the coin. If we're not going to believe them, the other thing we have to believe is that every single person in this family is a liar. But what if they, what if they did like ever, there are a lot of people that do encounter some pretty spectacular, remarkable things in their life that aren't necessarily aliens, but we still don't have an answer for it. Right, so you've already know your mom's already been abducted. She's told you stories about it. So this something happens to you as a small child. That's where your fucking head's gonna go for sure. You're gonna be like, oh, we we got paranormally activated by aliens. That's got to be what it is, right? Mm. Right, and then, but they don't. It's, it's not like it's, like it's a, not like it's this called story. bandwagon syndrome, right? There's no there's no benefit really. There's it's not like yeah, you just got on TV. There's, there's no, it's not like they're rolling in dough now. It doesn't you know matter I mean? though, like, but you're still like, you, you get to be a part of a fucking show when they come to town being like, you know what? I think I did see something in 1969. Now come to think of it. I, yeah. I'm, the, the only thing is like really like the 2015 was stuff kind of, kind of starts to pop. If you, if you go back on this one, like usually I can find like little bits and pieces, like local newspapers have talked about it or something like that. I can usually find like some stuff archived 
uh, about an event, like some little mention in a in a newspaper column from back then or something. This one seems to kind of blow up around 2015. Um, I guess when they, it's probably around the same time that they started talking about the Netflix reboot, which I will say, at least I, I haven't watched all of them, but just watching the one about this one, Without Robert Stack, that shit sucks. Like I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> no, you don't have yeah. Robert Stack's voice in there telling me if you or anyone <laughs> that you know has any information concerning blah 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 and giving me the number. Like I don't like you just put it up there in text. Like come on, man, dude. <laughs> like they couldn't have, they couldn't have like uh, fucking got his voice just to do it. Just got somebody, anybody to read that off because it's if you, they just put it up in text at the end. Yeah, if any, yeah. if anyone you know has information, I'm like, hey, like that's weird. <laughs> like I still hear it in Robert Stack's voice. Like I still hear it like in my head, but it's, it's not, not the same. You know, it's not the same. You know, I just yeah. I don't what know. What if so, you're yeah, blind? The what if you're blind? <laughs> you like to listen to the show? You can't like the Tom voice? Werner account. Like the Tom Werner account didn't really come out and until or get popularized till around the same time. But I mean. I mean, he said but that it's, it's such a weird thing though, to me, it's such a weird thing for me to be like, be like, Hey, you were my babysitter. Do you want to tell, okay, I'm going to tell them that I was sprinting in spa and then we'll make up this big story. It, it, it just seems so weird to me that I, like, but like, and I get the there's weird people that do weird though? shit. They, they they both kind of describe different stories, both of them too. And she's like, what she said she saw is just look like he was running forever. She said for five minutes straight, it looked like he was, was in the air. Yeah, maybe fucking Tommy Wine is pretty fucking slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and maybe this area is pretty fucking flat. Yeah. All right, or maybe he's just doing the Scooby Doo. He's sp- just right? spinning his tires. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just the, like, and I, I when I hear these accounts, and I like I said, I I look at there's two sides of the story. We're we gonna believe these. We're believing this account. Or like the the opposite side is that like all these people would have to be are like are just fame hungry liars that are all working on a lie together. And I'm like, like honestly, if I was like, hey guys, I'm gonna get news, I could not convince all four of you guys to make up a story with me. How much? Could, you, how much you paying? I'm so fucking good. Make Zell, up stories all Zell, the time. Zell, I'd have on board 100. percent How much you paying? Dan, me? I think is the only guy you would have a tr- problem with. I don't think Dan would go up. But that, there, that that's right it. there goes to my so point. You cut him. That, right? You cut him. Then you fucking cut him. Right. But then Dan would come out and he Dan would say like, God. "These guys are full of shit." Dan wouldn't give a shit. Well, because you, with Dan, you weren't there. You don't know what we're talking about. Hey Dan, where were you at Labor Day 1969 in fucking yeah. Bashir or whatever? Fuck. Yeah. Berkshire. <laughs> Berkshire. <laughs> Berkshire. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I I will say this though. It does, like I said at the very beginning, it does have the claim of being one of the few events to be officially recognized by by a town historical society as an official off-world event that occurred. Something happened. Something That's happened. Something happened. Well, what they're what they're sure. admitting is something yeah. happened in 1969 yeah. that they can't explain. There's enough accounts that they're going, yeah, this happened. That's yeah, pretty fucking weird. <laughs> to our little sleepy town. Hey, I mean, that we really want people to come visit. So whatever but it takes. But do you? Because you got rid of the monument. <laughs> yeah, do you really want? <laughs> do you really want people to visit? Well, we that's, thought it was a good idea. Thing. And then the fucking monument got here and was like, ah, this is a mistake. Just should have made we a, should a better statue. land instead. I know it has a lot of similarities to many other some cases. Of these, but the, the, so some of these people that are lying about this are, are like, like I said, lawyers, politicians. The you know, you, what do you mean, lawyers and politicians? What? Rep, all liars. <laughs> but <laughs> some people are like reputable people, like held, you know, community positions 
of high regard. And it's like, they're just going to make this up. Like, uh, it's, I mean, this all really stems from the reads and then we get into it after the fucking Netflix special when people yeah. start coming forward with these stories. But hey, man, I can't disprove it. It's pretty wild. I just have questions. That's it. Hey, the, uh, <laughs> in, in these cases, there's a lot of questions, but the, a lot of yeah. the stuff does, you know, it resembles a lot of other cases. The, the uh, initial like missing time, the whole car being abducted and then being put back and the grandma's in the driver's seat, by like they fucked up. I just wonder why they put. I just wonder why they put the car in the opposite direction. Like, why would you bother to do that? You know what? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going back on my first one of they forgot. They're just fucking with us. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> they put it back. They're like, turn them around. Put the gram in the driver's seat. Yeah, exactly. Mix them up. This will be funny. <laughs> They're not going to know what happened, but we will, and that's funny. Let's for make us. the only one. Let's make the only one that knows how to drive still sleeping. They can't wake her up. Mm. It's the best part. Uh, see what happens. We're going to yeah. study this. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever play with crash test dummies before? I don't know. I'm going to fucking try it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fun case, though. It's cool to look into. It, it's very interesting. I love when UFO cases like that get, you know, hit that mainstream, like, you know, of Netflix and stuff. Uh, that's cool. It's, you know, I remember watching this. I watched it a while ago and then see, like, getting to watch it again. It's, just, it's cool to see these stories. Um, getting in the forefront, you know. Well, it's the ultimate. I, it's the ultimate story to lure people in. Say, so, yeah. like visitors from a different world, galaxy, solar system, dimension, whatever, are coming here and are so interested enough in us to abduct us, analyze, probe, and put back, or whatever yeah. they're doing. Like it's it's fun. <laughs> That's why we keep looking at these stories. They're they're all fun, and like it's in the till you, but yeah, until you actually find someone caught this on CCTV or like something you can actually go back and look at. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could say that about any case. It's it's a cold case. There's no there, there's no real leads. Yeah, we don't, we have we have no answers. No answers. Mind-boggling. So if you have answers and you want to let us know, make sure. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you if know you something about anyone that, you know. <laughs> has <laughs> any information. <laughs> Contact us at one 803 every other Sunday. <laughs> we'll spread the truth. We let us know what you think. Let us know. Find us on socials. Instagram, Facebook, uh, find our post about the Berkshire UFO. Let yeah, us know watch what you the think. Unsolved Mysteries. Tell us if you don't yeah. mind missing Robert Stack. <laughs> that sweet theme. They don't even use the theme for it. It's, a new, it's a new theme, but it's 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 the same same but different. I love I love our Unsolved Mysteries ATT logo. Maybe we'll bring that back next month. Oh, oh yeah, that was, good, that was yeah. a sharp logo. Yeah, that was a, good, a sharp a good logo. Until we get sued mm -hmm. for it. We'll never get sued for it. It's different colors. That's true. The colors yeah, are good. just off. <laughs> we're too slick. <laughs> yeah, too slick. Anyways, who do we got this week for Theorite of the Week? <laughs> Zell, I, I thought you, you had you, it. You picked it, Zell. I can find it real quick. Oh, I, yeah, I picked it. I have it in the notes, and someone else always reads it every time I ask. But I'll read oh, it. I'll read it. Oh, That's yeah, fine. Sorry, man. That's sorry. fine. I'll read it. It's Josh Wright, and he... <laughs> woo. He made a, uh, it's kind of a reused meme, but that doesn't mean it didn't make us laugh. It's the Hank and Peggy Hill. Fucking Hank is Braden. 
looking at the computer. <laughs> it looks like Bobby's been using our credit card on something called Patreon. One God's name is an alien theorist. So it made us chuckle a little bit. So I know it's a reused <laughs> meme. We say like, <laughs> we say, uh, we, we don't usually take the reused memes, but that one made us chuckle. So. That's pretty funny. Pretty funny. I laugh. So Josh Wright. Congratulations, Josh. You're right. Of you the squeaked week. one by. Squeaked one in past us. Every once in a while, a reused meme can get the lightning right the doesn't week. strike twice. Except yeah, when it does. Don't, don't think you're getting a two-time <laughs> using a reused meme, though. You got to up your game yeah. for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And if you're not supporting the show, we say it every week. And you want one week early to all case files, access to the Discord, all the bonus content, the single best way to support the show is through Patreon. So alientheorist.com, click the link. Come on. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Every month we say, oh, I've been listening to you guys for years. I finally I finally took the pl- I took the plunge and finally supported you guys. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Come on. All right. I see my name. Yeah, yeah, you got it. To do it. Yeah, that's it. All right, so we got Tyler Tolfson, Megs, Scott LePage, Jackson Pomeroy, Ryan Taylor. Oh fuck! Yeah, go for it. Marlevalent. Nice. Marlevalent. Well, that's that good. Right? That's good. Yeah. Shit. I like that. Professor Booty. Probably that's Woo! a good one. Keith Wright. And Michael Wielgus. Hell yeah. We also got Zach Jones. Is that Eugene? Is that how you say Eugene? That's yeah. how you say Eugene. Yeah. Manny the Great. This may be, this might take the cake for longest name ever on Patreon. <laughs> Jacob makes more binoculars in UV room than Eric Lashchuk Maples. Okay. Must be That's good. having a battle, yeah. I guess. All right. Grimnar and Bud Stuffins. He's back. I remember that name from a couple months ago. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in after hours.